This is media writer Joe Garofoli, and you are listening to a San Francisco Chronicle podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just... I was getting ready. To, I was getting ready to burp. We're laughing. We haven't even started yet, and I, I didn't didn't think Manny was ready to go yet. And I had to. Uh, you want to take a moment to burp, or do I, you want I to just, just have to leave just, that with the listeners. I downed a whole bunch of diet coke. It's just like right there. It'll come out later. Just, we'll leave it <laughs> It'll in. Probably be one of the more entertaining things. <laughs> exactly. Well, this uh, welcome everybody to the thirty seventh uh, installment of Tim Goodman's TV Talk Machine podcast. Uh, any comment on 37, Joe? Any famous 37 players? Uh, 30, Carnell Lake from the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers. I can't even remember any good 37s. That's good, though. 36. Kelly Downs. Kelly Downs is 37? Wow. Wow. Jeez, uh, I'm stumped. Maybe I should drink some more Diet Coke. <laughs> How long do you think we can milk the uh, numbers? Should we do a, a number for every <laughs> podcast? It could be a signature <laughs> thing. Yeah. I think we try and scare away any new <laughs> listeners early. <laughs> The hardcores will stick stick with it past this horrible beginning, right? Because it's uh, it's pointless, and it's never been more pointless than than this week, where we're just burping and number talk and numerology. <laughs> numerology, yes, yes. All right. So uh, last week we had an action packed, uh, call filled session, and we're going to do that again. We're going to get right into the content uh, by talking about the writer strike. Yes, but first some news. Yes, you. This is this could be big. Everybody's pencils up now. <laughs> oh, but right? first some news. I thought you, I thought you thought no, I had I, that, news. No, I, I have any news. I'm pregnant. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, the the writer strike month. Um, we're we're taping this podcast in the glorious pod cave on Monday, where the showrunners are back to work, and barring a miracle, uh, all the writers will be back to work on Wednesday. It's over. I had a big story in in Monday's Chronicle, and people can check that out on the SFGate archives. Kind of about what's happening. Uh, The short of it is, you know, even though the writers uh, won, and they did get a lot of things that that they were looking for, and they have to say that they won. Everybody who strikes says they won. um, There's going to be some real real losses. I mean, there's some job losses, because a lot of shows are not going to be picked up. A lot of shows, even, even shows that are still on the schedule... Uh, like, say, Pushing Daisies, which is a hit on ABC, is unlikely to get fired back up again until next season. So those guys are, you know, cut way short on their episodes. They're kind of out of work. But but worse is, like, a, a series that's, kind of, you know, mediocre, uh, didn't really have a chance because of the strike-shortened season. The networks are just going to pass, and all those writers are out of work. And there's also going to be some massive rewriting and, and scrambling of storylines and... and and because uh, you're instead of having 24 episodes, they might have like what 17, 16. Yeah, if that, it depends on how many they had in the bank. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of really kind of uh, interesting shaded issues on this. For example, like Lost has eight had eight in the can before the uh, strike. Now, when they come back, the idea is, you know, how not only how many can you get, uh, but can you finish that whatever episode, whether it's four or six or seven, how many of you finish? Can you end that in a you know an appropriate spot, like a good place to leave off in the middle of a book, can you, or or can you create a cliffhanger to bring everybody over? Because this is this is you know it was only supposed to be a sixteen episode season anyway, but they're not going to get there, and so it just it just screws with the storytelling, and I think that <clears throat> I think that's going to have an impact, and you know we have all kinds of reality shows coming this year, uh, some of them are going to take off and be hits, they'll be brought back next year, those are slots that are lost to the writers. So, you know, it's a win and a lose. It's a very gray area about, uh, you know, the benefit of it. And sitcoms, I guess, would be affected less because there's no real 
long-term story arc for a lot of this. Right, and, and you can fire those up pretty quickly. And 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 so your closed-ended series like Law and Order and, and CSI, easier to do. And of course, the great secret, and I've noted this in my Monday column, the great secret is that everybody says, oh, oh yeah, during the strike, I'm working on my passion project, whether it's uh, poetry or the great American novel. No, no, they were all writing episodes for their, for their series, uh, even though that was illegal and against the WGA uh, rules. So... They have a two-week period now that they're back to work on Wednesday. There's like a two-week period where everybody's going to be writing. Uh, and I had some. I, had, I talked to an executive on Friday who said it'll be the most productive two weeks in television history. <laughs> you know, because some people may have written like three scripts, right? So you know, you can't come back with three and say, "Oh, hey, look, I've got, I've got this." But you can, uh, I think, introduce them slowly. So uh, strange times. It's going to definitely have its impact, and and, and you know, it's a, a little bit of navel gazing. But next year is going to be affected by it too, because there's going to be less shows to choose from now. The, the, the development season. Is already truncated. You know, I that you've truncated twice, by the way. Very nice. Yeah. So uh, it's already shortened because the, the window to make new product for next season is shortened. So what they're going to end up doing is instead of like each network making twenty pilots, shooting them and then picking the best ones as they look, they're going to they're going to make less, maybe half that, maybe even less than half that. And so the winners for this are A-list actors because uh, they can sell a pilot. Uh, and and that'll get made, and also A-list executive producers like say Aaron Sorkin or somebody who's proven is more likely to get the green light from a network now than somebody you know taking a shot in the dark. And we are the winners because John Stewart's writers are back, Colbert's writers are back, and Conan, just in time. Yeah, and, and, Conan's Conan's and, and you know back. God love those guys for providing. I think probably one of the funniest. Uh, <laughs> it was the, some good stuff. It really was great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they they fill the time with their faux. Rivalry, and then the final, the final clip of them coming together for the the fight scene was just was just great. <laughs> I just really, I just really loved it. Uh, that was good, and yeah, so late night will benefit immediately, and we're back and running. It's just, you know, we're, it's a whole new world that we're living in, new yes. world order, a changed season. But I still say, underneath it all, viewers are not going to be that dissatisfied because they got through the strike this far with a minimum of interruptions. There's plenty of great stuff out there. And uh, some series like Lost and The Riches on FX, stuff that I really like, will be affected, but not to the point where it's going to be like a total loss. Like 24, is not, which I don't like anymore, but 24, not coming back at all. They won't be back until oh, just, that's a shame. January of 2009. That's a shame. Uh, I think that gap allows uh, uh, Jack Bauer to uh, you know, go to the bathroom, <laughs> eat a little bit. Change his clothes. Get out of jail. <laughs> drink oh. a little bit. Oh, go do, do wow. a little drinking and driving. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. Ah, why do you lash out? <laughs> What else are we talking about? Well, we, as we come with this action-packed episode, you know what? I've, I'm on a little roll here. You think the Diet Coke has kicked in? You've, yeah. you've done nothing. You've just nodded <laughs> to me. <laughs> you are right, my friend. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> You're on a roll. I, uh, I didn't I, want to interrupt. I like you in the cash there, just nodding, nodding, even though oh, you don't yes. care. Oh, great one. <laughs> it's like you don't even care, but you're nodding. If I were I actually to tell you what I just said, would you no. be able to know? No, I actually no. dozed off. I, I, exactly. So our, our other big item was your, yours and our uh, good friend, Peter Hartlob. Actually, he sucks, but we, we, we still get a lot with him. Just he awful. Blows, yeah. uh, he, uh, he's the one who created the poop. And, of course, uh, so on the Bastard Machine, we had a crossover thing where I wrote about... Yeah, kind the, of like a Conan-John uh, Stewart. Exactly, like, very much like that. And uh, I did a, the 20 best modern-day kids shows, and then I had some Hall of Famers, and I had some... Uh, 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 you know, extras thrown in there, honorable mention, and that generated a lot of discussion. And I, I ran that in the column in the column in the paper on Friday, which got a lot of hits and a lot of people commenting. 
So there's a lot of talk about kids, uh, kids programming. So, um, what, what, what do you remember from your your kids are what 18, 19? Well, you know what I saw over the weekend was <laughs> Hannah Montana in 3D. Oh, God. There's no need for that movie to be in 3D. Yeah, why? First, I, have, I know they, they threw a pick into the crowd and it flew into the audience, and and but the, other than that, there's nothing. There's no no reason for 3D. But I gotta say, and I know you're gonna wail on me for this, I found it to be an entertaining movie, <laughs> such as it was. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think she's a wholesome young lady. She is, uh, as most of the Disney stars are, until they get into coke and. No, I was tr- I was tr- thinking about that during the booze. movie, and I was thinking, oh, please, don't don't. Don't go there. Yeah, don't go into that one. She seems like she has nice parents. Yeah. You know, for so what? she's not Britney. I don't think so. I don't, I don't yeah. smell a Britney. Or that other chick from uh, High School high school Musical. Oh, which one? And what was her name? Was it v- Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa yeah. Hudgens. Benny, yeah. good knowledge. With, yes. the, with the nude photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any of that one. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. For, with Hannah Montana. Good. That's, that's good. But I, I, I did say on my thing that I have a buy. Well... That's not in my my kids' age range. No. So as you know, as you will know, if it doesn't interest me, I don't write about it. Of course, yeah, write what you know. Write what you know. And secondarily, I have a bias against non-animated kids' programming because when when they're animated, uh, I, I mean, I love animated stuff. So non-animated stuff like Hannah Montana, I you know, the Naked Brothers, all that kind of stuff. It's just eh, I don't really want to see precocious kids. Right. I'm, I'm not the only sort of non-animated series that I've ever really really liked. There's a couple, but the best one. Classic, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. You ever see that? I've never seen that. Oh, just go out and get it on DVD. It's just awesome. Uh, you know, they've got uh, Michael Stipe was on there, a bunch of rockers. A lot of all, all alternative musicians were on there. A lot of cool actors did stints on there. Uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete from Nickelodeon. They did. Uh, there's two, uh, two box sets out there. What, are you uh, plugging them now? Yeah, I got a, a, a penny for everything. <laughs> so, no. No, it's just, you know, it's good. But it, yeah, what, and you still you're a huge fan. You were I remember this from years ago. You yes. were always in Amazie. Ah, Amazie. You do a great uh, <laughs> impression <Charlie>. of Charlie. <laughs> yeah, Let's well, hear it. no, I, well, I can't on. do it now. No, because I, I, I'm intimidated because uh, your your impressions were so bad last week. <laughs> they were just I mean they were like that was a criminal really. Well, you throw in a Charlie in later. So at some <laughs> Maybe, point, yeah, too. I got to hone my Charlie because for the longest time, <laughs> it's genius. It's one of your it's one of your few <laughs> but great voices. Oh, my wife really hated that because I just I would never let up on it. It's like uh, you know, my son really got into. Uh, you, you have two daughters, so this yes. probably didn't happen to you, but you didn't get into Thomas the Tank Engine. No, a little bit early, oh, but nothing. No. Man, my son way into it. And so I just I, couldn't get over George Carlin voicing it. No, but that he was early on. George Carlin early. and Alec Baldwin were early on, and then uh, another guy I can't remember his name uh, w- was later. And that later guy is the guy that was my that was in my wheelhouse years. And I love I, I actually loved the show. I loved watching it. And I know people don't like Thomas because you know it's a lot of money to buy all the toys and really expensive. Yeah. But my favorite part was uh, Sir Topham Hatt, <laughs> who, run, who runs the uh, railway with an iron fist, but and has all these many great things to say. And they had a lot of great things. But uh, he'd always say, "Thomas, you have caused confusion and delay." And so uh, I, I use that around the house all the time with my son and daughter, uh, to the point where Jane really wanted to kill me. And you don't like Dora, right? Oh, that that whiny bitch. I don't care oh, about Dora. Really? Yeah, she's too loud. We did it. We did it. You don't like that? Uh, no, feeling she's too you loud. Accomplish a task. You know, she's all, she, she has one volume. You know what you're going to say? Shut up, Dora. Oh. Put a sock in it. <laughs> and that stupid map song. I'm the map. I'm, I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. Uh, shut up, you oh, map. I'm going to tear that map up. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Today, Dora's map found shredded. Another untimely death in Dora's world. 
Where did that come from? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> a lot of deep Dora hatred from you. <laughs> what did Dora ever do yeah. to you? And, and Diego, her lame brother, like spinoff. Come on. It's like, it's like the no, Bad Jackson no. 5 thing, except they're animated, not real. Yeah. But they spun off. Eh, who wants that? Although Is there my a Dora, Dora movie coming or anything? How come she hasn't had a movie? I don't know. Because she's too loud. Nobody <laughs> cares about her. She, you know, it's just... It's just oh. A lot of lunchboxes out there. <laughs> a lot of lunch, a lot of jammies. Yeah, a, a billion-dollar industry. Oh, Dora. Oh, oh, oh Dora. <laughs> Dora. What are you... You're so loud. <laughs> Kids are never that loud. <laughs> All right. Oh, what are we wow. doing? Are we going to the questions <laughs> no, now? Let's, let's go to the questions. I, I, I don't know I what we're doing because our fact-filled front portion of the show <laughs> clearly got derailed. We brought up, we brought up kids shows when you didn't even talk about any. Kind I of threw a out. Yeah. I threw out a very... Did you ever point. like Maisie? What about no, Missy? I hated Maisie. I, the really? The animation was so hack. It was... It was I couldn't stand it. Was it was soothing. Little Bear. So, I, I'll tell you who Big I like. Big fan of Little Bear? Like Little Bear. Okay. I like the, the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like uh, Mr. Rogers, of course. Oh, he's yes. my homie. Love Mr. I, Rogers. I've been to the neighborhood of make believe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Uh, Some yeah. mushrooms and uh, I was there. <laughs> I was there last night. I think. <laughs> All right, let's get to the letters because uh, our front information, front end, the yeah. news section has uh, has has ended. Sir Tim, question boy, knobster, possibly a question girl. This is from our old friend George D from the four one five. Well, I'm glad to see my Arrested Development references went by the waist side. It's the wayside, George, not the waist side. <laughs> We're just, Unless he's commenting on you. Oh. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, slim down. Lean, yeah, I'm lean. very lean right now. To focus on the lack of genuine anger in my voice. Next week, I'll bring an even better phone call, but my question is quite bland and sounds thusly when read aloud. So I'd rather someone else be stuck <laughs> read asking it aloud. <laughs> How do you guys decide on the length of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why is 45 minutes the cap, or at least it seems to be? You always feel the need to wrap it up, sometimes with the calls allegedly on the board. <laughs> Assuming. <laughs> well, good knowledge. <laughs> George is really. It's like George is in, in the room. Uh, assuming you've fallen asleep to this question. Wake up! <laughs> also, I have the. Uh, I heard the contract for the WGA would take two weeks to effect. If this is true, how long before Colbert has his writers back? Because I want uh, more than interviews from the rapport. Loyal as always, George D. We've already answered these questions. Kind of, except yes. that... Uh, the, he, the 45 minutes question. That's I, a Benny question. I, I do love, though, that he, he basically says that uh, uh, he didn't call in because we mocked him. And we didn't answer his question because we were mocking the fact that he didn't sound dangerous. And, and he's saying, he's saying like, well, you know, what, 85% of the other questions called in, we never got to answer the question. Uh, and then you That's, made fun of him for waste side instead of wayside. So he's, you know what? He's our most loyal guy, and now he's never going to call in. Oh, he will. You think? If he's, asked, if he's questioning why the podcast is only 45 minutes, yes. he'll listen to we could We could talk for like an hour and a yeah. half, two I, hours, three. I, I'm, I'm worried about George. We've got to pool our resources for a little help, a little therapy. <laughs> I think so. You know? <laughs> we would just is, call him midweek just to check in. You're <laughs> right. You know sure the <laughs> oven, his oven door isn't on. He's lying next to Are there to any it. bridges in Georgetown? Uh, bridge watch for George. D. Yeah, you know, I find I often find that uh, uh, listening to my own podcast that like right about the forty-two minute mark, it's torture. I mean, just to get there, 
It's painful, right? As I confessed right before we started today, I haven't even listened to last week's yet. I haven't <laughs> been able to carve out oh, the time. That's, be- that's because your impressions were so god-awful. But to, honestly, that to me made the whole thing. I didn't want to listen to the to the, my uh, Eddie Vedder impression uh, again. Your Pearl just, Jam was just, just awful. Pearl Jam, Ringo Starr, just, just, you know what? I love that. That was the only thing that made it for me. Uh, so what was this question? Why is it go forty? Why, why only it, cut off at forty five minutes? Why is Benny? The, Benny's the czar of the. Well, there's a technical answer to that. Any any longer, then I have to compress the file a little bit more, and you guys start to sound really funny. Um, <laughs> As opposed to please, boring please do hacks. That. <laughs> but the the obvious answer is my attention span is around forty minutes or so, and any, anything longer than that starts to lose me. So I'm that's when I start hacking on you and. Oh, come clean! You lost your attention like five minutes ago. I had to hit him with a stick to answer that question. <laughs> Uh, Next, Elizabeth from Castro Valley. Yay, Elizabeth. Oh, great oracle to the TV <laughs> gods. Wow. Wow, I like her already. What happened to the new Avatar episodes? Mm. Last one that aired was Day of the Black Sun back on November 30th. Very cool mid-season false climax to a long story arc. I Indeed it that, was. I know that the show took a break for the holidays, but the holidays are over. <laughs> and episodes 311... The Western Air Temple and 312 <laughs> Firebending Masters have already aired in Canada. Wikipedia lists them as having aired, but they're not for sale on iTunes yet, which they usually are the day after airing. So what gives? Wow. All right, let me answer Just that. two questions. Just two questions. I'll answer that. And I think this is an old letter, uh, uh, and I, I waited because I, I, I wanted to get to it. Um, I mean, because we've had so many good ones. And so it is. Uh, it is you waited little... four months? No, it wasn't four <laughs> months. Did, <laughs> when did she send it? say? It's, it's just a day. I'm sorry, this is only a month old. A couple month weeks old. old yeah. That's not, not even a month old. Right. Avatar, by the way. See, this actually ties back, and I didn't plan this because God knows we don't plan. This ties back into our children's programming talk. Avatar is like my, new, my kid's new favorite series. They've been on to that for about a year now, watching it all in uh, DVD because uh, I don't let them watch commercials, so they've caught up. But now they have caught up to the point where they're near, near live episodes. So my wife, who's a junkie for Avatar, loves it. She'll watch it with them and then... And then TiVo through the commercials, and it's, it's great. So um, I will say, though, that in this lag time of this message, I think they're back to the fresh episodes. So that question's answered. There we go. <laughs> My daughter loves Avatar, but I never could get into it. I, I, really? I don't really understand it. Oh, it's know. really great. I, find, I mean, it's, it's kids. I mean, they're acting like they would be in high school today, but they're in some far-off distant past. Oh, there's all kinds of mythology that would take about 42 minutes to explain, and you'd, you'd lose, I, you yeah. know, interest in that point. Probably losing it now, but oh, maybe that's why I, I get an avatar. <laughs> Great series. I would, I would suggest everybody to go to it. Elizabeth's second question, yes. she says, and one of, my, one of the most imaginative shows, Carnival. What happened to that? Ooh. Don't tell me that show just ended with the bastard da- daughter of Brother Justin just up and walking off to be the new vessel of evil. If that's how they intended in this series, that's as bad as Deadwood's sudden chopping off of the season. If it's because they never got around to doing another season due to money concerns or thinking it wasn't worth contracting, they are so terribly wrong. I love that show as much as Deadwood, possibly more. What happened to that show? Elizabeth in Castro Valley. Wow. In the uh, Sea Val. Sea <laughs> <C-Val? laughs> Sounds like a medical procedure. It does, actually. Uh, 
Well, I I am gonna have to disagree on that. I uh, not that she asked me to, but uh, Dead was I think so, the far superior series, and Carnival was murky. A little, yeah, a little too trying too hard to be a little trippy. Yeah, I never really liked it because I actually I knew going into it that they didn't know where they were going. I actually talked to the producers uh, in Los Angeles, and they had no idea what they were doing. So I I actually advised <laughs> in my initial review not to watch it because they didn't know where they were going. Uh, and as it turned out, I was true. They barely got renewed for the second season because they didn't know where they were going. They convinced HBO that they would fix it in the second season and didn't. And they lost a lot, a lot of viewers. So um, HBO canceled Carnival for two reasons. One, it wasn't pulling in very many viewers. And two, they had really lost track of their story and couldn't, couldn't rein it in. And was it expensive to make as well? Yeah, it was actually. It was beautifully shot uh, and acted, but um, just was going nowhere, much like this podcast. This is from C. Silva from Parts Unknown. Ugh. I only recently acquired an iPod and discovered podcasts, mostly NPR and some BBC and other British stuff. But I downloaded all that you were that were still available of yours and today finished listening to the last, January 9th, I think, this morning. A little old letter, perhaps, yes. but yeah. That's all right. <laughs> you are a very entertaining personality. Whoa! Uh, and like someone who called in recently, I also smile and chuckle while listening in grocery shopping. You know, there's a trend story there. Listening to <laughs> podcasts in grocery stores. Listening to our podcast? podcast I guess. Yeah, okay. I think so. Maybe, or or uh, maybe somebody listens to other podcasts while they're shopping. Well, she said, Today on the 31 Balboa, on the way to work, I could not stop grinning at the banner, Twixt You and Q-Boy. Twixt? Twixt. Wow. One of my favorite candy bars. Twixt. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. And Q-Boy, she called you. Q-Boy. I oh, she's already, she's already garnered a familiarity with the, uh, with the TVTM podcast. If not obvious... I also very much enjoy your writing and observations. Oh, good God. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is painful <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not like I stuck this on there, uh, in there on purpose. Uh, no, what? Someone made you put this in there no, at gunpoint? I, I'm just or saying, what? No, I'm saying it's, I, I know that it pains you to read positive Nauseating. things about me. As I don't listen to the PCAST live. PCAST? Wow, a lot, lot of wow. tricky like dialogue. She's got an iPad. Pardon. Look what she's talking about. <laughs> Twixt. <laughs> and don't know how to call in or write to the area directly that I am sending my query here. Do you know what possible future plans for TV, not personally, David Simon might have? Uh-huh, from The Wire. Creator of The Wire. With or without writing partner, the former cop, and or other present colleagues. Being Mexican, I can only regret that he could not include a Wire season focused on immigration. I recall being so pleased hearing Cuddy speak Spanish to the men with him with the yard work in one episode. Do you want to answer that first? Yes, sure. David Simon is got two projects. I think uh, I'm going to get the title of this wrong. I think he's um, he's already finished uh, doing an HBO a miniseries based on a book called I think it's called Kill Zone. Uh, it's about the Iraq War. Um, I think I got that title wrong. So he's done that. He was doing he was shooting that and uh, wrapping that up before the fifth season of The Wire was was greenlit. So there's a long lead time. So that's done. His next series that he hopes to get done. Which, you know, I mean, the guy's like one of the best writers in television. You'd think that HBO would pick it up. He wants to set a series in New Orleans, which I think is a great idea. It not only will focus on the city rebuilding itself, but it's basically it will follow uh, musicians who make their money in uh, New Orleans by playing, you know, day gigs and stuff. So, a real fascinating subculture there. And if anybody can pull it off, I think he can. So, I really, wow. ho- really hope that that gets Sounds done. That's great. On another note, C. Silva asks C. Silva. C. Silva. I think it was in the most recent PCAST, mm-hmm. Q-Boy used the phrase hind parts, <laughs> and it became a bit of an ongoing thing between you two. I kept waiting for one of you to recall that the phrase was used by Omar in the courtroom scene. 
He spoke about shooting someone in their hind parts. Oh, wow, see? that is good knowledge. Good see, knowledge. Silva. Wow. All-star. Excellent. All-star. So, uh, yeah, and you know, we kind of... I really like hind parts. I do too. Yeah, it is really in the hind parts is a great thing. That hurts me in the behind. You know, to sit here and listen to this podcast, it hurts me in the hind parts. <laughs> the pain in the hind parts. <laughs> well, good knowledge. And if Omar used it, wow. Oh yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh, box don't got to go. <laughs> that was just I love that. Yeah, I love that. Omar, boy, what a uh, what a comeback last uh, uh, yeah this, this week on the wire. That's Hopefully some not a spoiler. Sh- yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that is some spider. Can we say that? I will. Benny will believe yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, this is from Karen, and she wants to talk about kids' programs. Hey, Karen. Oh, I'm looking over your shoulder here, and I see Karen with a Y-N. Karen Y-N. K-R-Y-N. No, it's Karen. It's just kind of a creative spell. Karen. No, it's not. It's she's, Karen. You are terrible. She's a fan of Ayn Rand. <laughs> Thank you. It's uh, Ayn Rand. Whatever. <laughs> uh, what about Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Uh, here we go. Look oh, at this. Look at look this. At this. It's, it's almost like we planned this. And we did, <laughs> the great thing about it is we didn't. Yes. <laughs> I cried when he died. I did too, Karen. He made me feel so loved and taught such goodness to children. What do you think? I just bought my daughter two DVDs this morning. She's almost three. Wow. Well, I, this is kind of, this is again in the wheelhouse. I can. Yes. You know, I have a great, great love and respect for uh, Mr. Rogers, and um, I was able to interview Mr. Rogers before he died, and he was, you know, I'm a jaded guy. I am jaded, and you and I are probably two of the most jaded and bitter and just awful people in the world. And to go meet, you know, Mr. Rogers, who was totally true and original and not a fake bone in his body, and, you know, he... He was uh, awarded the uh, Television Critics Association Lifetime Achievement Award, and he was incredible at that, and the things that he could get the stars to do who showed up at our little party. And then also just interviewing him in person, am- amazing person. And one of the stories that I've done that got the most feedback, and this was, you know, I've been doing this forever, uh, was my obituary uh, appreciation on Mr. Rogers, which nice. is available on sfgate.com somewhere. <laughs> Uh, talking Gilbert about a up. soothing uh, show. That is a soothing show. Very think, soothing. I've watched it probably, uh, some, seen it in the last year or so. Yeah, and it's he was always nice. ripe for uh, for, uh, for parody, yeah. parody and Mark. SNL and all that stuff. It was, it was kind of perfect. Yeah. But you know what? He appreciated that. He didn't, didn't mind that. He has, a great, he has a great sense of humor. Uh, Eddie Murphy's man. a very funny man. <laughs> hey, not bad. A little comeback yeah. for you. There we go. Because I'm, I'm a fan of your impersonations, and I, it, was, it pained me, well... <laughs> It pained me in the hindquarters <laughs> and in the gut to uh, see you flame out so badly last week. So, uh, I, I, you know, uh, that was good. Mr. Rogers. Way, way, way to uh, take a little baby steps back into it. <laughs> Tracy in Davis. Hey, Tra- is Tracy is a he or she? What do you think? I think it's a uh, she because it's I-E. But I grew up oh, yeah. south of the creek in San Ramon, which she wonders <laughs> if it's called the Moan. <laughs> Benny, Benny is from the Moan. <laughs> Benny is representing <laughs> longtime resident of the Moan. Yes. Yeah. Is that? Uh, does anyone call it the Moan? Then now well, they we, do. We will now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is awesome, Tracy. Oh, great, moan. great one. The, Tracy uh, from the Moan. It's from the Moan. <laughs> That's so great. God. Uh, hey, t- hi, Tim. I am homesick this morning uh, and catching up on your last few podcasts. Oh, what a painful wow. scene that must be. Did it, did, did it, now wait. Now, what's is it cause and effect? Did the <laughs> I, no, I think she's sick, and so she just has nothing oh, better to do. Wow. She's lying in bed, immobile. <laughs> Can we just say we're sorry in advance? And downloading the first season of Mad Men on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Because I missed it on TV this fall and decided I'm too impatient to wait for the DVDs to come out. I love your podcast. 
It's much better than the one that the movie person does. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I didn't even make that up. That was, that was good. You didn't even insert no. that. Because if you had done it yourself, you would have just stumbled all <laughs> I over. I would have laughed. <laughs> um, you guys always sound like you're having a party there in the pod cave. <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, a nice, very nice shorty robe on you today. Kind of busty because of the warm weather. You seem to be burning out the lighter fabric. It is. I got the lighter fa- fabric. I went, and also because of the the diet and the exercise, I went an inch shorter this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks like a lot you, more leg. Looks like your robe is is a little <laughs> bit tighter. It's a notch tighter. Then. It's a notch tighter, and it, it clings uh, gracefully to my hindquarters. <laughs> it does follow the supple lines. I got back a little there. bubble back there. Yeah, it's a good look. You can do those squats and harden that up, you know. <laughs> I'll have to work on that. All right. <laughs> We've lost Benny. <laughs> well, she says if uh, uh, Tracy and, and, and from the Moan, if you ever hold Question Girl auditions again, I'll definitely get my act together and try out, as I am gifted in the area of mild but gratuitous profanity. Oh, oh love that. Isn't that hot? Oh, oh, yeah. Women who swear oh, is hot. That's really gets my... So hind quarters itchy. <laughs> hind quarters for that for women who swear. Well, you know what? You know, because but she said mild. So she's our mild choice. Whereas Sherry from the Veil is our full on swear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just we should have her just ask her to just call in and just just curse for just, like thirty just seconds. Rip a couple off. Yeah. She's just awesome. All right. I want to hear your thoughts on hour long comedies. Early in this season, you said in a podcast you didn't think Ugly Betty could maintain the quality of humor in its second season. And I knew before you said it that you were going to reference what happened to Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. The first year Desperate Housewives was on, I enjoyed it, but thought, I bet this is going to really suck next year. <laughs> like what happened to Allie McBeal. And sure enough, when I tuned in the second year, I only made it through a handful of episodes before it got too stupid to watch. Mm-hmm. Even The Office, which I live for, <laughs> wasn't at its best in the hour-long episodes at the beginning of the season. So what gives? Why is it so hard to produce a consistently funny hour-long show? Can it really be just that comedy is harder to write than drama? I would love to hear your insight on this important television mass- matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you Tracy done the- <laughs> from the moan. You had done so well to that I point. Know, I, I lost at the end. <laughs> you stumbled had, to the finish totally line. Stumbled over the last couple of blocks, right down, <laughs> never got to tear the tape. But uh, thank you for really bringing it on your vocal inflections there. Uh, yeah. What was the question? No. <laughs> hour-long comedies. Yes. They're very hard to do. I mean, there's really not a traditional hour-long straight comedy. It has to be a dramedy because you have to have dramatic angles and story arcs, uh, you know, Northern Exposure-esque kind of things that's got to carry the, the storyline all the way through. Where it can't be overly dramatic and, or maudlin. It's got to be just, right. you know... Interesting stories from interesting characters that are funny. That's how you do a dramedy. Yeah. Um, do you like Men in Trees? You know what? I do like Men in Trees. Actually, I think it's one of the uh, the under uh, appreciated series out there. I think it's grown well. Um, and Strike News, they have a, they, because they were held. They have eleven in the can oh, already. So they're this, ready to rock. They're ready to go. So I think they're going to benefit from the strike. Yeah. The problem with blowing up the Office for an hour. Is that technically they're they're shooting them in half hour segments, but combining the storyline just so when they sell it in syndication, it's going to be half hour blocks. But yeah, it's just hard to maintain comedy that long because, yes. and it is subjective, and it's just uh, you know, as Benny says, you know, we, he can't get through forty minutes of us. <laughs> I and couldn't get trying. through anything. Last I know week. exactly. But nice effort, by the way. <clears throat> this is. Uh, Did we? I hope we answered her questions because otherwise yeah. she's going to be like George, very nice. George D. Very nice letter. Very pissed off. Yeah, but but she can call in and curse at us then. From the moon. Charles from Old El Paso. <laughs> wow. 
from old El Paso. Yes. Tim Templeton, your new nickname. Oh, very good nickname. Somebody gave you last week. Templeton from The Wire. I don't the, see uh, it. Oh, I do. Oh, I, I couldn't even watch this week's episode. Really? I was like, yeah. Yeah. You would, if you had like little redder hair, it would be it would be like dead on, yeah. I don't think we look anything alike. Yeah. That's what everybody says when people say no, that. No, like yeah. In fact, only, but but he's a and well, great because he's like the plagiarist loser. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice to have that. The only thing I've ever made up, just just for the record, is my love for you. Oh, that hurts. I know. Tim Templeton, two questions: Does David Cross have any TV projects in the works? And if not, might AMC be willing to work with him on something? <laughs> wow! Wow! So you're David Cross's agent now. <laughs> wow. Uh, I love David Cross. I think he's um, taking a little bit of a break from TV and working on films and stuff. Uh, I could be wrong, but I do like him. I, I think he'll get back in it. But as far as like a, 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 AMC, I, I don't think they're actually going out seeking people. It usually works the other way around. Somebody brings them a pop, uh, project, then then you then you cast it. Cross is a he's an acquired taste, and he's 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 very good for what he does. Um, and I, I love him in that, uh, but some people, some people the, don't. The lefties love him. Lefty, the favorite lefty comedian. You know, he's also yeah, yeah he's also a really smart, uh, a really smart guy, well read, and of course, you know, the guy can can never get enough props for his contribution to Mr. Show. Yep. So, uh, and also a baseball fan. Uh, and their second question: Is there any chance Bill nineteen and O Simmons will be willing to go on Pros versus Joes? Wow. It's for ESPN.com question. Is that what yeah, that was? Yeah, wow. And I don't know, but going on Pros versus Joes, I wonder if that's like a veiled slam at him. Yes. Interesting. I watched a little Pros versus Joes the other night. Did you really? I don't want to see like dorky guys fighting professional fighters. What is that? What's uh, the point of that? No, I don't I mean, want to see They're going to get their ass kicked I never liked pros, pros versus Joes, but, um, but I like Bill Simmons a lot. So the dude is like, he can write, and he and he just he just does so much writing. It's amazing. It just makes my arms tired to read it. Guy is... Uh, Prolific. Prolific, yes. Yes. Almost as prolific as you. Uh, he doesn't have two blogs to maintain. Uh, like <laughs> no, you he do. doesn't have two blogs. I, I can't What's remember. What's your other blog name? TGT. You did some of the children's programming analysis on there, did you not? No, I didn't. I kept it on the You did your wire deconstruction. All the wire decos. Oh, Buxta got to go. TGTV got to go. Yeah, that's all done on TGTV. I'm guessing we've got some calls. Yes, I wonder if there's any here. We do. It's the wrong number first. Yeah, Carolina. I don't know if this is too late for Talk Machine, but the question is, I read your thing about the captain. It was kind of boring, but people will still watch it because it's CBS. Oh, Gerlina calling in. Who is is next in line for uh, Question Girl, although she's uh, out of state. Local roots, but out of state, as I understand it, and I'm fuzzy on these things. Right. She said when she's uh, next time she's in next town. Next time in town, right? I'm not going to make a special trip out, but and I would rather have her in in here than because she's got booze <laughs> than like have to on the, have her call in because then we get nothing out of it. Yeah. And it's always really about us. Um, you got the wine last time. I, didn't, I did. I, I, I got bupkis. You got nothing. I got both of them. I drank them down <laughs> real quick, actually. How was that, by the way? How was they were good. Yeah. yeah, it was good choices from Jengo. So she's uh, Gerlina is talking about welcome to the captain, which. Um, was on CBS, and I it, I gave it like a mixed review. Those are the hardest ones to do. There, no, there, no one turned out for it. The ratings were not very good, and I I, I mocked it in the, in, in the Bastard Machine blog by saying like, what, what if somebody put on a show and no one and no one came and no one watched it? Because you're in a strike shortened season. They put the show on. I, I literally got no comments, and that never happens. Wow. Somebody always. I get tons of email on shows, positive, negative, in between, random comments. Not one. 
Is this, this is the mark of a truly bad show, in other words. So if you if it's a strike short season, there's a there's a hunger for entertainment, and, yeah. and they get they get nothing. But yeah, I mean she's right. I mean people will watch it, but uh, because it's CBS. But unfortunately, they didn't. For Welcome to the Captain, they did not turn out in enough droves. That that show's gonna die, dead. Hey you guys, this is Ted from the nine one six. Two questions. Number one, Tim, um, I was reading somewhere about the possible Arrested Development movie. I know you've got some inside contact, and wondering if you know anything further about that. And then also just a comment uh, back uh, the sports page today. Uh, Benny, I, I see your nice half-page colored picture. <laughs> Just want to know when either Tim or Question Boy are going to get their um, moment in the sun with their uh, half-page colored picture. So uh, keep the good work, and we'll talk to you later. Oh, excellent. From the 916, Sacktown. Oh, is that, is that Sacramento? Sacramento? Oh, I was yes. thinking it was East Coast. So that no. tells you what I know. Old sack, and then Benny has brought out his color photo. Yeah, we're he, looking at it right. He's just a very handsome man. He's Look a handsome him. man, and he's uh, uh, he's got a half a page ad there. Uh, did, did you it, notice something in that ad? No mention. Yeah, nothing of us. Nothing you know, of I, us. He plugs uh, Pinoy Pod. Pinoy Pod. Well, he's got to do. Yeah, he's got to represent. Yeah, he's yeah. got to do that. You got to yeah. represent. And uh, no, is there a tech talk in here? No, no. he actually, you know, okay, tech credit talk. for him for for you yeah. know. Well, actually, it's the marketing department. Actually, the original copy. I did mention how. You know, we have voicemails to our movie and TV critics. Right. You know, so I would have mentioned it, but they cut that out and they. Oh, well, marketing. There, you know. yeah. Isn't marketing got us where we are yeah, today? Exactly. <laughs> we got a half page house ad with Benny. That's the state of newspaper journalism. Yeah, we're not advertising g- revenues at this point. Yeah, and we're not, and, and, and yeah, we're not, did you get any yet? Of what? Did you get your half page ad? I'm, I'm supposed to be shot for this this week. Are you really? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about this. Yeah. Those fers. <laughs> oh, we promote the hell out of you, anyways. Well, I, I got nothing. Yeah. I used to have, you know, when I, you know, when I started the examiner, they, they gave me rack cards. Yes. You got a rack card I got for the a Chronicle. Rack card. Yes, I got a rack card for the Chronicle. Oh, man, I am just, what, you know what, I, you know what, all right, that's the, all right, yeah. that's how you want to play it? That's how they want to roll? They don't want to promote me? No. All right. They don't. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it just. Maybe you could uh, run something on TGTV. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what they're doing here is trying to give a little more ink to the, to the more underpaid Oh, players here we go. Uh, why not? <laughs> this is free. This doesn't cost them anything. But to answer answer the question of the movie, can I yes. just say a couple things uh, about the rest of the development movie? First of all, damn it, you know, screw Jason Bateman, who's a pal. He goes and tells Kristen, the online e-girl, that the, he gives her like the thing where, you know, all those online people are like, oh, I've got the scoop. You know, they're like, whatever, run away. And so I'm like, dude, Thanks a lot. Like, we're emailing all the time and didn't tell me that there's going to be a, a Arrested Development movie. And what did he say? Well, he just made fun of the Giants or something. I don't know what he did. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, he just he gave, it up to, gave it up to her. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Uh, no, he, he, Jason did come out. He told uh, the woman from E! Online that there is talks about a Arrested Development movie. And he's on board, and the rest of the cast on board, and if Mitch Horwitz is on board. And Mitch Horwitz got some time because his stuff just wasn't picked up. I would love to see that. I think it would be great. On the other hand, it's you know it's perfectly it's like it's like encased now in history. If you make a movie out of it, there's a chance you can you can mess it up. Blow the legacy. I mean, you could, but or or maybe you could just add to it. I don't know. That's, that's, yeah. I would like to see another two For hours. For all seven though. viewers that they had. Wow. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Why do you why do you bring so much hate? Why is there so much anger? Let's hear another caller. You know what? I want to. I do want to interject here, <laughs> not not about Arrested Development or Jason Bateman or anything. I think, yeah, or even your snarky attitude. You know what? As the de facto head of this podcast, since my name's on it, I demand. I demand, and I think I speak for all seven listeners. 
I demand that we do not we do not go another second forward without you giving us at least one vocal impersonation. Give me something. Uh, well, I can't just demand it. That's being contact. All right, all right, let me all right. Let me do three. I'm going to give you three to choose from. Right. Al Gore. <laughs> okay, right. you can do that. I'm not going to do Bill Walton because that's your go-to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barack Obama. Barack Obama? I don't do Barack don't Obama. Do Barack. <laughs> well, you don't do anybody, really. Um, <laughs> They're all the same, like Bill Hartman. Uh, uh, <laughs> a thousand and one voices. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I got nobody else. Well, Tim, <laughs> we haven't talked about the environment on this show yet. And the environment for this podcast is putrid. <laughs> all right, good. There we go. Good gore. You know, you were on the spot and everything. And you know, I, could, I could come up with two people. That's it. <laughs> how about Obama. your Charlie? You haven't uh, thrown in Charlie, yet. Charlie. How, Maybe Charlie can respond to the next caller. <laughs> That's right. Hey, Tim and uh, Question Boy and whoever the hell else is there. Uh, this is Joey from Alameda. And I was just wondering if they are ever going to let me know if FX is renewing Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love the <laughs> out of that show. And I want it to come back. Uh, thanks a lot. Some good Bye. anger there. Good anger, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, that's kind of uh, messy, though, loving the shit out of uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, out it's of a, a show. Well, I was wondering what uh, Charlie thought of... Uh, if <laughs> so it will be renewed, then. <laughs> When's it coming back? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, it has. You know what? Here's here's we have actually have breaking news. It's been a while, so lost. my Charlie's a little bit rusty. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, they're like people are like, what the hell are they doing? It's uh, Charlie the alligator from uh, Maisie. New, new Chronicle editor Ward Bushy is going to say <laughs> these people are pay- are on the payroll. He's listening to that thinking, oh my God, is there's like 10 bleeps, a bong hit, uh, something about uh, hindquarters, hind parts. of the podcasting program here. Yes, this is your last one. Uh, you know what? Breaking news here on TVTM, because um, I talked to the guys on FX uh, on Friday. It hasn't been announced yet, but uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia has been renewed. It is coming back. <laughs> a nation breathes a sigh of relief. Yes. <laughs> Hello, this is Walter from LA. I'm calling to ask, uh, where's the Shield? Final season. I thought it wasn't affected by the writer strike, and they had it finished. It's done. Why aren't they airing it? I want to know. Thank you. Bye. From LA. Yes. The two one three. The three one zero. This could be a lot of things. Could be yeah. the eight one eight. And it really matters. It does matter. It does. Yeah. It totally. You can parse that out a little bit better. Or the seven one four. Yeah, that's more uh, Orange County. Yeah, that's more it? Orange County. Yeah. yeah. Yes, the shield is coming back. Um, or as, or as Charlie would say, <laughs> it's. it's coming. I don't know why. That's just awful. It, it is coming back. The, um, they're holding it till like I think May, because uh, they're going to dirt and riches in March and April. So I think uh, the shield final season starts in May. I could get that totally wrong. It could be could be like a June thing. Let's just say let's play it safe and say it's coming back. I got one nugget of truth that was yeah, in there on Sunny. So, but the shield is coming back. It's 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 safe. Ooh. <laughs> that's a little mini there. <laughs> mini Charlie. Was that a Charlie or a burp? <laughs> I did promise a burp. That sounded like a moan from San Ramon. <laughs> that's from, from oh. Ramon. 
So that's it, by the way. Oh, that's we're, it. Yeah. Oh, is that oh, all we got? We don't have time for anymore. Yeah, we don't have time. We're 45 minutes already, so I'm You're done. falling asleep. You're tapped out. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so for Manny, Manny and the Knobs, thank you, Manny. I look at your, uh, I mean, maybe get another half-page half ad out of that. And for uh, <laughs> Question Boy, Joe Garofoli, thank you for listening to yet another. And thank you, uh, Charlie, for your appearance here. Today. <laughs> We should have Charlie do the phone. At, uh, 1-888-SFC-TVTM. That's the hotline. Give us a call for next time.